This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Hi, hi, hi. Annyeonghashimnika. Thank you for coming back. Welcome back to the Ajma Show. My name is Peter Kim. And I am Unji Kim. And we are your hosts of this podcast. Well, 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 would you look at that? Just seven days ago when we were doing this podcast, we were just a a puddle of despair (laughs) trying to uh, find hope and figure out what to latch on to. And here we are. The universe, if you ask, it shall giveth. October 1st, it was a full moon. I was outside with my witchy witches, my gay witches. We were celebrating a birthday. And the moon was in full effect. Uh And all of a sudden, our phones went bling, 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 bling. (laughs) And then the alert started. And guess what? The fucking uh, orange monster has COVID. Ding dong, the witch is, has COVID. <laughs> now, I know there's all these conflicting, you know, reports about like he's healthy as ox and all this not like fucking DPRK nonsense yeah, that's yeah, coming out yeah. of the White House. And Dr. Conley, fuck you, man. What a fucking piece of shit. Osteopath. That's why you're not an MD. Yeah, you're osteop- a DO. Osteopath, all right? get out of here. Yeah. Osteopath. Everyone, no one ever, no one ever, no one ever starts off wanting to be a DO. They wind up being a DO. It's no, the same reason exactly. why you ever get an appointment. Cut with it. the DO is because yeah. whoever is in your practice not who has an MD unavailable so you wind up getting having an yeah. appointment with the because you know why they're at home in their mansion counting their money okay <laughs> you fucking piece of shit anyway no shade to any DOs out yeah, there we actually, love you love uh, support please um, our Patreon actually, is available we respect yeah you. Thank you. I wrote a tweet about, uh, like, why is he a DO and not an MD? Just like one of these random tweets I've been, you know, I've been on a Twitter fucking rampage since he went into the hospital, Walter Reed. But um, Twitter's a dangerous space when when the the news news starts going. It's a dangerous spot. And I love it. I love sitting at the fucking edge (laughs) of danger. It's like a tornado, though. Like, when you're in the center of it, you can't see out. It's just swirling around you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And when Trump got COVID, all I could hear was Black Pink's single, How You Like That. <laughs> How you look at you now, look at me. Look at you now, look at me. Look at you now, look at me. How you like that. Okay? The whole bunch, the whole fucking shady bunch got COVID. Trump, Melania, mm. Hope Hicks, mm. my gal, okay, spreading spreading, <laughs> spreading the disease around. Spreading Thank you. Hope. The hope that kills. <laughs> Bill Steven, the campaign manager, COVID. Yeah. Kellyanne Conway, COVID. ghoul of all ghouls. COVID. Have you been watching her daughter stuff on TikTok? Okay, so I saw the news break on her daughter's TikTok. That is truly <laughs> the shadiest. I like a, I, I, you know, sometimes when Mariah sings, I get goosebumps from the perfect pitch uh-huh. stuff. That's what I got watching yes. this. Like, this is perfect. Oh, yeah. Like, my body had a, it's had a physical reaction to how totally perfect this was. Yes. Like, Gen Z deep throat where I she's in there it. for us. She's, like, she's fucking over it. She hates her. I mean, it's like all she the. She hates her mom. It's, she it's, hates her dad. It's white girl calling your mom bitch energy yes but this but this version yeah. for good because her mom is a fucking yes. bitch she's a ghastly ghoul and a fucking goblin all right and then she's cursing at her you're fucking lying about fucking come on 
You fucking trash bitch, Kellyanne Conway. Anyway, moving on. Chris Christie, a.k.a. Humpty Dumpty yes. of New Jersey. COVID. Kaylee McEnany, little fucking evil Nazi Barbie. COVID. <laughs> Stephen Miller, Nosferatu. COVID. Come on, Dad. Senator you got Mike some COVID. Lee. <laughs> Senator Mike Lee of Utah. COVID. Senator Tom Tillis of NC, North Carolina. COVID. Senator Ron Johnson, Wisconsin bitch ass has COVID. It keeps going. Ronna Mc, McDaniel, RNC chairwoman. COVID. Bitch, the whole gang has COVID. We're just holding out for the Kushners. I want Mike Pence to die. I want Rudy Giuliani. Like he, did you see him coughing through the Fox News interview? Yeah. COVID. <laughs> I want my gals Lindsay and Mitch McConnell to get COVID. Oh my God. All of you. And I know they're like, you, we really shouldn't wish people to die. Fuck you. Fuck you. There's over 210,000 people who fucking died because of your disgusting administration mm -hmm. so all of you could go to you know what i don't want y'all to die i want y'all to suffer and then kill yourselves that's how i want it to you know what i mean i want you to suffer so hard that you cannot stand it anymore and then you take your own disgusting worthless life fuck you and after i'm that, so happy I went, and so we just, i do want to mention our patreon <laughs> I get it. You know, people are like, oh, you know, we, we really should not lose our humanity. Get the fuck out of here, dog. Who's like, saying this, though? We're Is done. it just Republican? It's just conservative no, people that no, are saying No, no, it's this. Democrats, too. Are you it's serious? Democrats are saying that. Yes. That's the whole I issue behind, like, when they go low, go high. You know, like, I read, read a great tweet the other day. When they go low, dig them a fucking grave. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> and throw them in a mass grave like they did to our citizens. Like, this is m the amount of fucking evil and absolute negligence. And they know what they're doing. Oh, they well, all know. All knew. They all know. And they just don't care. So why do we have to care? That Rose Garden photo right? from the SCOTUS nom. Like, the, <laughs> the videos. It's crazy. But Them all hugging each other, celebrating. There are children there. No one's giving a fuck. I mean, they don't give a fuck. And this is the the part about it is is like when did the Republican Party, this party of affluence, this party of do it yourself, become anti science? When did it become anti? Because sty, yeah. When did I think because they uh they need the populace to be undereducated. They need that. But this is this is on on the fucking Republican Party for allowing their own party to be hijacked by the fringe element. Because there's like plenty of people that like probably knew better. That I'm yeah, sure I, I, they all did. They all know better. But like the fact that they had to put up this facade because Trump doesn't like it's some sort of effeminate. Oh, did you see this um, tweet by Tommy Lauren when she, when uh, Joe Biden was had this like picture that where he's oh, like he should carry a purse or some yes. shit for the mask. I was just like, when did wearing a mask become effeminate? It's truly astounding. Like it's, yeah. Oh, you. Oh, he doesn't want to die. I guess he's a fucking bitch. Like I don't understand. Like when what? did when did survival become effeminate? When it did, doesn't. I. I don't think it actually matters what the actual issue is. It's whatever we find, and we treasure, as in the health and lives of our citizens. Yeah. They're like oh, you pussy. I mean, That's they're they're fucking trolling everything possible. But it's, it it's, doesn't even matter. It's the same shit that went on with Baron. Remember, like, oh, no, we can't yeah. make fun of Baron. 
Like you yes. Got, when every single newspaper. Katie Rich got fucking yes. roasted. SNL writer because she said something stupid about Baron. But not even. Ooh. It was kind of, it was like kind of funny. I mean, like it wasn't. It was very funny. It was something about like him being like a school a, shooter. Embarrassed of his, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Which he very Which, much. Which like, he, hello. Hello, he does have that vibe. Look at his father, duh. Yeah. Oh. The fuck? I mean, like, so even that stuff where it's like this, whenever the mirror gets turned out in towards back t- towards them and the scrutiny comes back at them, all mm-hmm. of a sudden, it's just so bizarre to me that Hillary Clinton Hillary Clinton's daughter, Chelsea Clinton, when she was going through a vulnerable time in her puberty, was like annihilated in the press for being ugly. Oh my God. Horse teeth, bitch. Fucking, why, why is her face so ugly? Like, excuse me? I couldn't imagine. What? The utter fucking hypocrisy. Yes. Even like the immediate um, reversal of Republicans saying, like, oh, we will not have a SCOTUS nominee until after, you know, like. It just doesn't, we can't fight fire with, like, sand. We have to fight fire with fire. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, I just watched Avatar, so um, I would say Airbender, so I would say maybe you could fight fire water. with fire. Water. <laughs> yeah, you, that's what I'm saying. We have to fight fire with fire. Yeah. They're bringing a gun to the fight, and we have a switchblade. You know what I mean? And we're because we're like, and we're, and we're trying yeah. to, we have a switchblade, and we're trying to start a drum circle. We're not focused. We don't have Yeah, it. we're not focused. <laughs> We're talking about free love. Like, stop. Put your Vietnam sign down. Yeah. It's over. My God. Pay attention. These people are fucking us left and right. It's demagoguery turned into like absolute dictatorship. And we've been talking about it for four years. Oh, he's a fascist. Oh, he's a fascist. He's going to rally the Nazis. Oh, these Proud Boys. By the way, the Proud Boys. I love that the hashtag Proud Boys yes. got taken Don't over the by the gays. <laughs> This is the, the activism, yes! the activism that is percolating. The type oh. of Gen Z sort of like yes. whatever the fuck, like yeah. sort of using social media in order to like leverage. It's their fulcrum. It's how they are yeah. utilizing their own power. It's their media. Yes. We have we we're, we're just visitors. Oh, I just I I want to I just want to watch. No, that's I downloaded kid. TikTok after re- refusing to download TikTok because I was like, I'm not going to give China my data. <laughs> um, I finally downloaded it to watch. And your Fuck, Chinese daddy I only is follow very one pleased. Person. Your Chinese daddy yes. is very pleased. <laughs> yeah. Worthington Chan is having a great time <laughs> looking through my notes. Okay. And I only follow one person, Claudia Conway, because I need to know what the fuck is going on with the administration and our goddamn White House. I have never wished for someone to suffer more than I, I don't think I've ever wished for someone to suffer. I really yeah. have not. That's not some, that's not part of me. I don't want people to Peter. be sad, but I'm I'm here <laughs> for suffering. I want him to suffer so much that he remains as a ghost in the Oval mm. Office, haunting Joe Biden okay. on the daily. A specter. You want him to be a specter. A specter. I want him to be a Burkishin yeah, yeah. where he comes with like long I hair in front Burkishin. of his face. Burkishin is like where, scariest. Yeah. I want him to wear like a nightgown that barely fits him, <laughs> a white one, just dragging his feet around the entire White House, dangling chains. Like, I want him to be a fucking ghost that f- feels so oppressed because of his suffering. That's how much I want him to suffer. This, it, it's not enough. And all, he's getting all these like cocktails of drugs, these fancy rich people shit. Yeah. <sighs> Zinc. 
I mean, this is like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like reading this thing, and like one of the doctors was like, I don't know if you should be having all that zinc. <laughs> <laughs> that vitamin D3. Yeah. You couldn't take too much vitamin D3. Because <laughs> he was like, because something about like how it would react, because it does stuff to your. It could react with some of the antiviral regimens that he's been getting. I mean, yeah. what's wild is that I mean, they pumped his ass yes. like a fucking like a like a thoroughbred horse on its last race. Exactly. They're like, let's just get him to the end. It's just I mean, I'm sure it's what they did to fucking Fidel at the end. They just like pumped him full of drugs and then like sh- yeah. pushed him out there. You know, yeah. and just got like for the crowds, for the crowds, make sure his eyes yeah. are open and then he's upright. Yeah. And that's all you got to do for exactly. about an hour. That's exactly what's happening now. And the thing is, Fidel, I'm sorry. Sorry to say, but daddy was hot and he had a good body. All right. Trump does not have a good body. His core, the temple his, is his yeah, core is no sh- core. There's zero core it's to molten, be found. It's, molten. it's a molten core. Yeah. It's a liquid core. <laughs> It's full of whatever that sauce is that's on Big Macs. All right? Like, Thousand Island this, with the little thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this president is a walking disease, dog. Like, he has no chance. I, I'm sure all the steroids is really jacking him yes. up and making But did you see his uh, video of him walking up those Ooh. stairs? He went up Ooh. eight stairs. Yeah. <laughs> he, that eighth step almost took his out. ass out. Took him out. And that's the thing. He should fucking take that eighth step out and kill it as a, 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 a as a, 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 a someone who committed treason <laughs> against the country. That eighth step almost took our president out, and he stood up and there. A gasping that eighth step is a patriot, and so that we he's hear- a patriot. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like I, th- what's really wild is that this bitch, knowing he has symptoms. Mm-hmm. Couldn't uh-huh. imagine that he might have COVID. He was shocked at Hope. She was like, oh, she's so strong. I can't believe. I mean, it's just. Her, her hair is so straight and shiny. I mean, How could she have COVID? COVID? I mean, it's just like <laughs> shit that like it's insane shit that someone who's yeah. reading very important documents. Like, you know what I mean? This is someone who's so yeah. stupid and so fundamentally like. So dumb. dumb. Just dumb. dumb. Stupidity. And People he's, like and he's got, being. He's got the codes. This bitch has got the codes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I know there's yeah. enough patriots in between him and the codes that will stop him or try to. Yeah. But he's there's stupid a lot of generals and stuff. Right. You know, but yeah, I mean, yeah. But the, what's crazy is that even though he was experiencing symptoms and they, if you notice, they have not notified or told anybody when his last negative test actually was. No, Conley won't say it. Because. Because it's clear that he did test positive and he still went to those fucking things. Yeah. To the debate, first of all, where his kids and everyone, they arrived late so they couldn't get tested because they all knew he had COVID. And then the next day he went to that whatever, that New Jersey thing with a bunch of millionaires. But you know what? Spread it. Spread the fucking disease to your fat millionaire fucks. I hope they all go with you. I really do. My point is like if he knowingly spread this yeah this is the svu there's a there's an svu about a man who had hiv and was knowingly mm-hmm. spreading it remember do you know this svu yeah so yeah yeah and so that's the part where i'm like well could he if someone really gets sick and dies like that went to one of his fucking rallies that that event in new jersey if someone get, dies because uh-huh. these are all billionaires they're all old you know yeah. like once someone dies yeah. can he be held liable for that 
No, not as long as he's sitting in the Oval Office. Not the, he afterwards, can't be touched. Afterwards. Afterwards. Oh, afterwards, yeah. The second he leaves office, he's dead. <laughs> like, he's sitting in a cell dying. You know what I mean? Do you know how many, like, indictments the SDNY is ready, ready. to slap him with? Do you know I, his you taxes? Know, I, I really, I, I, whenever I see the SDN, I think I can see him drooling. Drooling. Drooling, waiting. Shitting his pants, his fucking stupid fat ass pants. <laughs> Just sludge coming out of that hole. Ugh. You disgusting pig. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I mean, this is a fucking October surprise. This is a fucking this October is. ass surprise. I know the biggest October surprise we've ever experienced. I mean, like and when I first, I looked up at my, I looked up at my husband. I was like, "This is a twist." Like, is, <laughs> did you see Minjin Lee's tweet? She tweeted, "I could not have plotted yeah. this." <laughs> I mean, I was like, "Damn, the turn!" The turn. Yeah, it's like this is a twist. Like, I mean, just this is a third act flip right here. I'm, ex I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, like I know that they, we still have an upwards uphill battle, and he's still going to, you know, rally his whatevers. And there's a lot of fucking white supremacists and fucking disgusting people out there who, honestly, are sad and fe feel victimized yes. and are attaching themselves to this demagogue because they have nothing left. Yes, because they realize that their country is not the country that their parents promised them. Exactly. Or their grandparents promised. But no, I don't think it's a different country. Them. It's just like they did. did uh, do you think a factory worker would looked at their son and was like, "This this GMC can be yours one day"? Like I, I can't imagine they <laughs> promised them this world. <laughs> no, not not like outright, but you know, you're promised a sense of this is your nation, this is who you are, and white people run the shit. Look at the media, look at the news. Everyone you see is white. Yes. And now all of a sudden you see Black Panther. Yeah. All of a sudden you see Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Okay. One day at a time on CBS. Come a Latino family sitcom, okay. multicam. If I'm white and I'm poor and I'm destitute and I have no identity but Christian patriot. Yeah, I'm angry. <sighs> You know what I mean? So I understand to any troll out there who is mad and a white supremacist, I understand how you might have become the way you have become. But yeah. the onus is on all of us to be able to fucking seek out the truth ourselves. All right? And read something. Can I? T okay. I need to tell you something. So a friend of mine and I, we're writing something. And he, in the pilot, I wrote a joke about gender fluidity because we have a woke character. Okay. She's like 13. So she's always talking about like gender is a construct. Everything woke. Gender is a construct. Yeah. Right. You know, systemic racism, you know, systemic global change being racist in inherently, you know, shit like that. Like she's out here speaking the truth. So there's a joke about gen gender being a construct. And he is a Christian, okay? And one of these Christians that, like, is a good Christian. Like, he, he wants to follow Christ. He's a presby? You know, like, uh, I think so. Okay. Yeah. One of these non-crazy, like, non-evangelical. That's the only, those are, I, I only know Koreans that are presby <clears throat> or Catholic. Presby is huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, like, yeah, whatever. Um, full gospel or something mm -hmm. assemblies of God 
Anyway, so he goes, um, I don't know if I'm comfortable with this. Huh? And I was like, comfortable with what? what? He's like, oh, talking about this thing. Like, I understand that this is a thing, but, you know, this is a family show. And if it's a family show, fam- family should have uh, a way and a time to discuss such things such as gender. And, you know, this is something that, like, we we shouldn't be putting out there. And I was like, why not? Yeah. If it's reflective of our current world. I mean, if you... they have a social media account, this is a part of this. If they are using TikTok, <laughs> yeah. this is a part yeah. of that It's world. not like we're introducing yeah. them to the idea <laughs> of gender. It's out there. And Gen Z's all over it. Mm-hmm. So what are you actually saying? And he was like, and then I started drilling deeper. Mm-hmm. And this is a friend of mine since college. Yeah. We're best friends yeah. and we don't fight. We we have these talks, yeah. but this is it's not like I hate him or he hates me. We actually love each yeah. other. And then he starts talking about, well, you know, like kids, you know, kids who get sexually abused and blah blah. And I was like, whoa, whoa hold whoa, on. Whoa, whoa, hold whoa. on. Why what? is sexual abuse tied to this? He was like, well, if, you know, gender neutral bathroom, like that's what we're suggesting that like this girl doesn't think like it's a big deal that you have different genitalia and you should be in the same bathroom or whatever. You know, like that's not right. And I was like, why is it not right? What do you think is happening? You think they're going in there and sucking and fucking each other in their bathroom while Lisa is taking a huge shit? (laughs) Like you think that's what's happening? (laughs) And he's like. Well, um, I don't know if it's happening, but we shouldn't be encouraging it. If at least if there's two different bathrooms, they have to like sneak around and do it. And I was like, sneak around. these are kids. Yes. Do you remember when you're a fucking kid? You're going to do whatever the fuck you're going to do, no matter what <laughs> the rules are. And secondly, why do you think that something nefarious is happening in a bathroom? Why are you conflating those two things? And he like he was like, oh, well genitalia and i'm like what about it yeah what about your genitals say that you have to fuck your genitals your penis also pees you know it pees more than it comes yeah it mostly pees yeah it mostly pees and it mostly stays flaccid so what are you even saying it's yeah and he he started realizing that like he doesn't know anyone trans or gender non-binary and i was like do you know any have you talked to anyone and listened to their story are you just hearing this echo chamber of your church mm-hmm. he was like well uh, i guess i guess i i should read more and i'm like yeah <laughs> dog before you come at me about this bullshit that you are and then he was like well you believe in this and i believe in this how come we only have to do what you believe in and i was like because what I believe in is equal treatment of humanity. Mm-hmm. What you believe in is legislation on other bodies that are not yours because of fear. And based on nothing. Based in nothing. Based on nothing. You don't know in anybody. Hysteria. You have no, you've done no. no other research about it outside of your own belief system that it could exactly. be challenged. And then, right. that, and that was it. And it was end of question, end of questioning. Yeah. And then I told him, think about it. 10, 20 years ago, if your mom found out I was gay, how would she have reacted? How would she have, yeah. or her whole church? And he was like, yeah, you know, she would have been freaked out and said that, you know, and I was like, yeah. And she would have been like, gay people are pedophiles. Yeah. That's why gay people can't get married because they're going to be touching kids. Yeah. Do you remember all that shit from the 90s mm-hmm. that we went through? And he was like, yeah. 
Of course. And I was like, how do you feel about it now? He was like, oh, of course, now I'm, you know, understand more. And it's it's that's an old way of thinking. And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, that's the same thing as what we say about trans people (laughs) or the gender issue. Like, why? Why can't you see that you are being your parent 10 years ago? Like, you think you are better than your parent? You're not. I mean, that's, and just because you don't understand it, you're going to demonize it. That's what the first thing you're doing. You're doing the same thing people did to gays 10, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So how does that make you any different or make you empathetic as a Christian? And he's like, uh, I guess it doesn't. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, OK, well, wow, uh, I, I think I have some more learning to do. And I was like, OK, <laughs> good. Thank you. And that was, it was three and a half hours of that. We got to the point where we addressed his fear and also addressed where it's coming from and how it is unfounded besides the fact that he keeps getting um, echo chambered his own beliefs. You know, you've never stepped out of your own belief to research this and you're telling me that this is wrong. So it's not about what I believe versus you believe. It's what I have found via education and you have denied via, um, you know, ignorance. How did it end? And he just ended and with, he, he understood because he is before he is anything. He is a smart kid. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and he, I, I know that no matter what, if we sit down and, have a conversation about where are you coming from? Where am I coming from? And break down what the inherent core emotion is. Then I knew that he would see the light. Now, is he like rah, rah, siskumba? Like, let's go to, you yeah. know, fucking. Non-binary, <laughs> they, them. He's asking for pronouns. No, he's not there. No, no. But he is realizing that he is coming from a, from a singular source mm-hmm. of information and that he has done zero work to cite other sources. I mean, I actually find that appealing to people in this way is often most effective. Because, I mean, we talked about it before. To be progressive and to even be Christian is to be able to admit you are wrong six months ago. Because you will always be getting new information. You should be gaining more empathy for those around you. Yeah. You know, and then when you meet more people and you read more books, you have more perspective. That's what should be happening. You know, right. it's like that. And, yeah. And they're not reading. They're not reading. They're not even taking in new experiences. And this is right. why older people do get more conservative because they shut this yes. down. And mm-hmm. like and people who it should actually be the reverse because, you know, and every single like anime or like K-drama or whatever, like the oldest people are also the most outside of parents, like the really old person, the sage wisdom person is always the most yeah. open minded. Huh. It's always the mo- the one, the person with the most wisdom. In any of yeah. these shows, it's always the most. You're talking about like 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 an old turtle with spectacles yes. or something, yeah. <laughs> but the, the turtle also inexplicably has a beard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so he's always like, you know, the young person is like thinks that their destiny be what must be this way or things have to be this way, and the oldest person, the wisest yeah. person. Almost yes. inevitably is the most open-minded, the one who yeah. thinks that things are not as prescribed as they as they we think that they need to be, because they've yeah. seen enough of life and read enough to know that it's simply mm-hmm. not true. That's yeah. the point. That's where we're trying to get. We're all trying to be fucking. What's the one? Splinter. We all want to be Splinter. 
<laughs> We're all trying to be a radical rat. <laughs> but anyway, that was a thing that I had to go through this week, and I just... That's stressful. It was stressful, but it, and it was hard because, yeah. you know, I have a temper, and I, I don't have a lot of patience for people who are ill-educated, mm. and... But my love for him superseded yes. my need to scream. I mean, that's, and I mean, point fingers yeah. and tell and call him names and tell him he's stupid, <laughs> which I wanted to. But this is so also so central to LGBT, like just LGBTQIA, like as a movement and identity. Yeah. Trans and non-binary is the next thing. I mean, that that's yes. proximity to it. Because like when you got to the point where you were like, well, you know, 20 years ago, your mom would have said the same thing about me. Right. You know, and that sort of is when. That's when it clicked yeah. for him. Because it became personal. Yes. And he saw the logic mm-hmm. play out. And he saw the historical data of how people react to yeah. pe- other people saying, treat me like a human. You know, and then he, of course, like during the conversation, went immediately to, well, some people identify as pedophiles. Should we just let them be pedophiles? <laughs> Always about pedophilia. Yeah. Always, there's this like constant fear about anything that's not heteronormative being pedophilic, and that's their thing. That's what they hold on to. It's it's the same thing as how they, you know, call us like liberal baby fuckers. You know what I mean? Yes. These like QAnon yeah. people. That's yeah. the only thing they could come down with is, oh, you're so, quote, free thinking <laughs> that you want to fuck a baby. No, ain't nobody talking about that. You, they, it, oh, p- pedophilia always comes out of left field, by the way. Always. It's never adjacent to anything. And, and they're always throwing pedophilia and they're always throwing it at queer people. Like it's yes. never, I mean, like to me, bitch, Lindsay we're Graham queer. We don't pe- even want to have kids. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's just tr- like at all. Yeah. It's like, I mean, truly the most pedophilic people are typically the ones that are hurling that accusation. Like yes. Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, oh most pedophilic yes. faces I've ever seen in my fucking life. I wouldn't leave. Hello. I wouldn't leave any boy. Donald Trump. The- I wouldn't leave any boy under the age of 14 in there with them alone. Wouldn't do it. Oh, no, yeah. not a chance. No. No, they're going to have they're going to be in the Pope mobile yeah. with a lock on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean just you couldn't I mean there's just no way. I mean if they're yeah. going to they're going to they will either infect them with an SCT, STD or a bad idea. They're dangerous. Yeah. yeah I, I, very dangerous. Dangerous. I just yeah. could I couldn't. I mean that's like that's really um so it ended. Have you guys caught talked since yeah we ended in a good way where he wasn't actually upset about the joke in the pilot good he was um he was thinking ahead like well if we have this gender joke in the pilot then what else are we gonna do what else are we gonna talk about are we gonna have pedophiles (laughs) again with the pedophiles Truly, people um, have this fear of protecting children as like a conservative armor and like sword. And it's like you you are so fucking misguided with your sense of valor around defeating this non thing. (laughs) 
I'm not saying pedophilia is not happening. Oh, That's yes. Not what I'm it saying. is very much a thing. It is yeah. happening. Sexual abuse. Children are being trafficked. Yeah. But guess what? It's being done by heteronormalcy. <laughs> it's has stop it. Stop with this. Have there been gay people, homosexual people who have committed pedophilia? Yes. There has. But that's the same thing as saying like all black people are violent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're looking at violence and you're looking at this person who happens to be black, who happens to be fucking um, on the new 11 o'clock news. And you're conflating the fact that violence equals black or black equals violence. Mm-hmm. You cannot look at things that way. And he, I, that's also something I told him. I was like, would you look at, why you got mugged by a black guy in high school. Would you see every black person as someone who's going to mug you? Mm-hmm. And he was like, of course not. Then why would you conflate this thing with this thing? It just doesn't make sense. And he had never heard someone put it out like that. Because everyone at his church is like, oh, oh, oh no, I can't, you know, oh, gay people, yeah. oh, trans people, you know? And it's just like, it's uh, it takes a little bit of hard work and critical thinking to get over the fact that you are afraid mm-hmm. and i understand that but come on y'all there's is it like fear is old now you know what i mean like yeah, fear is like 2018 fear is like, so fear is 2018 that is true we're over fear we're we're post fear world yeah. look at the world there's Fear There's the, so much fear. to be afraid of that you can't be afraid anymore. Fear is a kula. It's it was in. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's a done. capri pad. It's, it's, it's done. It's yeah. done. It's so last season. Yeah, it did look cute with the good heel, <laughs> but it's not anymore. We it's gotta get not, rid of that. We gotta take, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta yeah. put it that shit on uh you know dip hop or Poshmark. Just sell it. Get it out. Get it out of the closet. Get it. Out. I mean, uh, also I will say that you cannot both be. Close off to new experiences and yeah. not read. Like you Come can't on. do both. Then you do become. You can't. You, I mean, that's, that's whatever version of yourself that you're afraid of. That's who you become without continuing to yeah. expose yourself to new experiences and not reading. I mean. And be wrong. That is a benefit I think that's of something that yeah. you and I have. Yes. I was just about to say comedy in general. Yeah. Like. We're so used to failing that we embrace it. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, I mean, truly, it's like in our minds, it's like, what's the worst thing that can happen? I'd be wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Welcome to my fucking life. Ah. I mean, I'm not afraid. I'm not, I'm really not afraid to have wrong opinions. I'm not afraid to like, kind of be like, oh, I didn't realize that was a, a thing now. Yeah, I'm never gonna, yeah, I love to be told that that uh, the way I'm thinking is not right. I, that is a kink that we both have. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you and I have in uh, social circumstances overused the R word. <laughs> we have. This has got to be Patreon. <laughs> People, wait, what if we had a Patreon um, exclusive of us just saying all the words that we're not allowed to say? That our, that I get our friends it. I know understand. that we say all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you get read for saying uh, gypsy a lot. Yes, I do. And that's something I'm like, okay, yes, you're right. We If they don't want to be called that, we should stop. Yeah. You know? But they don't want to like, be called the that's Roma. That's my either. biggest thing. Yeah, I don't know what they want to be called. They don't want to be called anything. Maybe they they want to prefer to be in the shadows so they, they can, you know. 
See, Chips. here we go. Yeah. <laughs> this is already and a bunch of fucking shadowy, dark pedophiles in their caravans selling their pedophilic goods. <laughs> anyway, what ha- what happened to you this weekend or last week? Oh, okay. So what were you up to? <laughs> well, first of all, very exciting news about this Trump. Trump, this happened to Trump, and then I left to go to Michigan. <gasps> Apple picking. It was so nice. Your photos were iconic. I mean, it was really, oh. I mean, it was also the first time we've been somewhere else. My son went insane. Yeah. He was like literally running around <gasps> in circles, just talking oh to himself. God. I was like, this is like manic. He was like pulling out every <laughs> single game. He was just, just dragging it out to the yard. I mean, it was, he, children need new experiences. Yeah. You know, just as much as we do. We're sort of realizing yeah. this at, at this point, you know, this late in the game, like, I'm someone that always thrived with a lot of routine. I really like it. Um, mm-hmm. But I found now in quarantine, I actually need a routine of different things. Like I need a routine what? to like introduce new ideas and new ex- experiences yes. in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Where did you go and how, for how long? I went to South Haven. It is two hours away. Okay. Kind of a perfect thing. Not a lot of tourists. I've been to South Haven for a wedding. Yes. It was, it was really there. nice. Right near the water, yeah. right? Yeah, it was right by the water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was really cold and rainy the entire time. But it was also oh. a very spooky, haunted Victorian house owned by <gasps> a Chinese woman. Um, it was all... It was it Air- Airbnb? It was Airbnb, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. It was really nice. I mean, it was like... It was really... It was great. It was uh, kind of exactly yeah. what we needed. And then... Oh. And then we went apple picking, we went pumpkin picking, we did, we visited mm. like a weird tractor museum that was actually just like a trailer park. And there were all these like old <laughs> tractors. <laughs> it was like, we got there and there was just like all these trailers that were parked in the park <laughs> and all these old. Ye old machines of industry. Yes. Look upon thy caterpillar. <laughs> A bobcat, an antique bobcat. I mean, that's literally what it was. Just outside, rusted over. And like my son had a time of his life, but we were in the middle of a trailer park. And they were in this trailer <laughs> that park. That is so scary. It was so sort of scary. Trailer parks are so fucking scary. Trailer parks are homophobic. <laughs> I Truly. Mean, I went to a trailer park once for like, it was, it was like trailer park slash, you know how they have those things where it's like, it's a, it's a home. But it's like yeah, it's a manufactured house. You could like it's, it's just yeah, man, like, yeah. It's like a yeah. storage. Container. It was the scariest night of my life. <laughs> Actually, it was at that wedding. Why that wedding I went to in Michigan because we we had to like stay in these everyone like everyone was staying at this trailer park. But and they were like, oh, it's nice. They have these little homes, yeah. and it was like cute in the day, but at night it got scary. Oh really? It just feels I don't know. I guess there's a part of me that thinks like. It's like a perfect scene for a murder. Like, okay, who's you even just there? Is there about there's this. lawlessness. Not all white people murder. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> I would say mostly white people are the ones that are murdering. Have you met white people that have not murdered? <laughs> You're right. I also am bringing in a sense of, you know danger but i mean come on like look at the history <laughs> look at the history of whiteness dealing with non-whiteness yeah it's rarely good i mean it was <laughs> i will say this so it was a lovely weekend shocked yeah. at how many people were not wearing masks indoors because um, i went to a mire oh i went to a 
I went to a Meyer and two restaurants. I did not go into the restaurants we were picking up. Oh, I love a Meyer. Yes. God so damn, I love Meyer. So, okay, this is a wonderful afternoon, not crowded, not a lot of tourists. It was just really perfect. And it was different, everything we needed, and the foliage. And like Michigan is nice, you know, like just in terms of vistas beautiful. and shit. Yeah, it's beautiful, um, yeah. especially these kind of towns and stuff. I will say that now I was in the mire, there was a man there wearing a Confederate flag mask. <laughs> I'm so confused. Yes. Did get a lot of stares in that mire. But I, the thing about it is, usually I assume people are staring at me because I'm so beautiful. I'm just like, I just assume, like, uh, I'm like, okay, you guys, settle down. I know. Stop. <laughs> Close your mouth. <laughs> but I was fully wearing a mask. And yeah. it was just, it was a different kind of, like, I felt very aware of the fact that I was the only person of color in the entire mire. I go. You, that's scary yes it's that vibe like that and the confederate flag and like max was like uh it's what's the what's the phrase that they say it's heritage not hate about this confederate flag stuff it's heritage not hate yuck and i'm just Fuck like you. what like the fine tradition of the heritage the, is hate yeah. <laughs> and the the fine heritage of the confederate states in michigan like there's nothing yeah <laughs> That's not even you, that, dog. That's not, there's nothing that ties you to that history. No. So that's not your heritage. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh, outside God. of that, and feeling like a little afraid in some instances, you know? I mean, this the thing sure. is like nervous, but then there's also the white people in Michigan that like are giving you the overly kind eyes to be like, sorry about all the Trump oh. signs. Like, you know? <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, like wow. the overly, like the white liberal lady that's just like, oh, but a, you, okay, you, your culture is so beautiful, and I want to. Oh, that's even scarier. Yeah. <laughs> that's a your get skin. out situation. I, I just want to wear your skin yeah. on my skin. <laughs> so beautiful. You do all ten steps of the Korean regimen. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I knew my my dry cleaner's name is Haksu. <laughs> I give her a gift every, every Christmas. Christmas, and she always gives she's me so some, sweet. She always gives me a discount on my blouses. <laughs> her daughter's going to Harvard. Yeah. Do you know Harvard? <laughs> I mean, so I mean, it was very interesting the dichotomy because even in the small block we were on, huge Trump signs, and then yeah. the obviously like the bickering between neighbors, where it's like one huge Trump sign, and then like one lady has like a huge like Biden, you know, like many many Harris things they're trying to outdo each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's stressful. It's it's so stressful. I mean, you it's live so... by you live you have a Trump neighbor. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I um I don't know how I'm gonna deal with it election day. I don't know. I've had these like dreams of like procuring some cockroaches and slipping them under her door, so that <laughs> she like gets infested and moves out. And then I realized, oh. We're in the same. Yeah, building, they would. So. You be also be infested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever lived in a place that's been infested by roaches, it's truly one of the. I I, like, I still remember. It's so stressful. Yeah, it's like one of like the probably one of the first and earliest memories I have of in in this country. Oh yeah, my flushing New York. I mean, New York was Roach City. L.A.'s Roach City. Yeah. I mean, Chicago surprisingly not that many roaches, no. but a lot of rats. Tons of rats. Tons of rats. Yeah. We don't have rats here, so that's a trade-off. I mean, I would say I prefer uh, the rat. I actually do yeah. too, honestly. 
Because it's big enough, you could kick it in the face. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's a real enemy. Roaches, that's an entity. You can't even call it yeah. your enemy. Roaches win. Roaches always win. Yeah. Yeah. You can defeat a rat. Ugh. Oh, yeah. I, I've defeated a couple <laughs> rats in my day. His name was Master Splinter. <laughs> he was a radical rat. All right, guys. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with topics. We're speaking with Grandmaster Jun Ri, known as the father of American Taekwondo. Well, uh, when I was a young boy, I was very uncoordinated. When I have a track in elementary school, I was always either last to second or the last. And very uncoordinated, very insecure. Uh, when I was six years old, I was beaten by a five-year-old girl. And uh, that girl's father was policeman in Japanese uh, government when Korea was occupied by Japan. And so I was very scared and I cried and came home and I explained to my mother why I'm crying and she beat me even more. <laughs> and so that time. All right, we're back. So um, I recently incorporated. Okay, bitch. And, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're an escort? I was like, yes, yeah, escort. And I was like, you know what? I'm not being treated well as a human, so I'm going to be a corporation. Because I have better rights, rights that yeah, way. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So, um, but when you incorporate, there's all this stuff you have to like paperwork and stuff. And one of the things is you have to open a business bank. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I started going like into a deep dive of what banks are available and what do they do? What benefits are there? What Where are they investing their money? Are they throwing it into some kind of fucking keystone pipeline or whatever? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So like I'm doing the whole due diligence. And I pulled my money out of Chase in 2016 when all that was happening. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all this divestiture. Because, like, we have our money and that's all we really have, our money and our votes. Yeah. That's why these vo boycotts and votes are so important in a political sense because we actually have a way to change minds and change people's actions. So I was like, all right, I need to be a little smarter. And I remember when I was young, I used to, my first bank account was opened when I was, like, seven years old, mm -hmm. I think. Like all my habits don't Yeah, I remember. There, right? I remember going to that fucking yeah. the the teller window with my little book. Yes. Oh my god, I used to book. read that book yeah. all the time. That's the only yes. book I read every day. Look at how much money yes. there was. <laughs> you have a little tojang. Oh yeah, my gosh. So and watching interest accrue. Oh my god, I love that. I'm getting uh -huh. wet just thinking about it now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sploosh. <laughs> I I remember I went to a a a, a bank called Weanuneng, okay. which. Doesn't exist. It got bought out, or it changed its name to Uri Bank, yeah. which is a huge Korean bank. Yes. Um, they're all over where K towns are. Um, and I was thinking, like, why don't I use a Korean bank now? What is it that keeps me, you know, like in American white banks? So I started doing some research, mm -hmm. and it turns out Asian American owned banks, AAPI owned banks, and operated banks. Uh, uh, there are there's a huge uh, success and uh, growth in these banks, mm -hmm. and uh, and which is signaling a huge growth in our community mm -hmm. and our spending power, and uh, we are slated to become the largest immigrant group in 50 years. So, which means again, we have purchasing power. We our money speaks loudly. Yes. So um, I was going through some uh, some research, and turns out. There's something called an MDI, which is called a Minority Depository Institution. And what does this mean? 
Okay, so what this means is that an FDIC-insured depository institution, in order to be an MDI, you need to have one, 51% or more of the voting stock is owned by minority individuals. Okay, cool. And two, a majority of the board of directors is a minority and the community that the institution serves is predominantly minority. Okay. So that's what it means to be an MDI. Mm-hmm. So there are 71 Asian or uh, uh, Pacific Islander American-owned banks in the country. How many? 71. 71. Okay, wow. And there's a lot. And collectively, these commercial banks and savings institutions amount to just one fewer than all the other MDIs combined. So what that means is there are 141 MDIs in the country and 71 of them are Asian owned. Damn. Okay. The rest of them are black, brown, Puerto Rican, you know, like. Asian people have a lot of money. We got money, honey. (laughs) And also the st- shareholders, and you might think like, well, it's probably rich Chinese people. Nope. It is um, the you have to be a citizen of the United States to and own that stock to be considered an MDI. Interesting. So uh, here's some more fact, uh, stats. Four of the largest banks have a majority of Asian and or Pacific Islander American uh, directors on their boards. Okay. And serve communities that are predominantly Asian mm-hmm. or Pacific Islander American. Okay. So four of the largest banks yeah. have a majority of that. And uh, though most of these M- uh, these AAPI banks are concentrated in California, New York, Texas, Georgia, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think if you can find one of these banks around you, maybe worth you know throwing your money that way and divesting from a Chase or a Bank of America or Wells Fargo or whatever Comerica bullshit bank. That is, you know, constantly, systematically taking our money and getting bailed out by these government fucks, right? So yes. here are the top 10 yes. by size, okay. by like net, uh, you know, value assets or whatever. Okay. And also, I think it's uh, how many locations plus like what kind of services they have, et cetera, et cetera. So these are the ten, top 10. And I'm going to read them out to you. Okay. Uh, the number one, uh, I'll ask, let's go from 10. 10 is Pacific City Bank. Nine, First Choice Bank. Okay. Eight, Bank of Guam. Ah, yeah. <laughs> guess, I guess they're not just the, in I Guam. I once made out with the senator's son of Guam. Oh, wow. That, I didn't know Guam had senators. Yeah, they don't have any voting things, but they got they got to have a senator. <laughs> wow. They get to have like a representative or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I let, I don't I think let them the finger Senate. me in like the stairway. <laughs> You got Guam bombed? <laughs> Guam yes. bombed and like at Columbia. <laughs> That's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Number seven on the list is Royal Business Bank. Very, very vague. Very vague. Very vague. <laughs> very recent, yes. Royal Business Bank. That's so funny. Six is CTCB Bank Corp. Okay. Five is Preferred Bank. Mm-hmm. Four is Hanmi Bank. Okay. Korean Bank. Mm-hmm. Three is Bank of Hope. Another Korean bank? Uh, BBCN. Yes. Yeah. Number two is Cathay Bank. I don't know that one. And the number one Asian bank is East West Bank. Well, I don't even know. I've also never heard Also very that. fake. East West Bank. It's big in, I believe, Texas. Um, but yeah, these are the top 10 banks. If any of these banks are around you, consider dropping in or seeing uh, their website and see, you know, like if, if this is a place to move your money, we have money. And when we have money in depositories, what they do is take that and they invest it. Mm -hmm. 
uh, that's why you get interest charges because they're using your money to invest in other portfolios and yes. you know diversifying their stocks and all that stuff. So like your money is going towards whatever evil shit your evil bank is doing. And you guys interest all rates know are that. pretty good. I mean, so can I, when did you leave? I so I in Chicago went to Albany Bank and then went to fought. Oh shit! Uh, I went to. I went to Foster. Okay, so I went to Albany Bank. It's on the north side, mm. and then I went to Foster Bank, which is a Korean-owned. Uh, cool. Foster Bank was like the largest one in Chicago, and then they got bought by BBCN. Oh, okay. Okay, so I nice. always when I before I turned thirty, I only went to I only trusted Asian, Korean people specifically with my hair, body, and uh, money. So okay. my doctor, my everyone that there were only Korean people. There's only Korean people. I, 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 my hair, body, and money, all of it. Yeah. I will say this: difficult uh-huh. to find a Foster Bank ATM outside of any K town. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. The ATM issue is an issue. But now yes, that we live that in is. a post cash society, I think it's a lot easier. Yes. Back in the I day, think there's whole banks that don't even have ATMs. Uh, yeah, but I mean, this is back in the Online day banks. when Unji Kim really yeah. need to spend, need to have cash to buy weed. So you know, yes, I got to yes. go all the way. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> like you know, and then you got to get charged three dollars. Yes. It's a fucking mess. And you only yeah, got yeah. like literally exactly sixty three dollars or something in that bank. Yeah, yeah you can't be a poor. <laughs> I need that three dollars to stay in there to keep me afloat until the next big yes. day. <laughs> so that that that's not, true. That that's was, true. So if you really like to see, if you want have you or someone that likes to have a lot of cash on hand, this is going to be difficult for you unless you live close to an yeah. ATM. But or you're or good. if any of these banks offer uh, a what what is it called like a refund on charges because oh. a lot of these banks do yes. a lot of banks say oh i know we get it we don't have a lot of large footprint but whatever you use we'll we'll charge you back the we'll give you back the money what's wild is my experience at foster bank even after it was bbc and it was a little different because it was a much bigger bank but when it was at foster bank and it was a local chain it was it, the interest rates on any cds were almost double what you could get at a chase one. Wow. Yes. Two, the level of customer service and also the fact that people remember mm. you is actually incredible mm. to have with people who are incredible. handling your money. Yes. Three, because so often times it was immigrant populations, people who are businesses, the loans and the rates you can get on that stuff was incredibly good, much better. Mm. And, mm. and also it's coming from a bank that understands those needs. So right. if you are, and this is happening now with our generation, there's an entire generation of immigrant kids who are starting businesses. Like mm. the, our, the generation above us, almost everyone became, went to a company. Yeah, they did like exactly. a professional job. I think our, like people that are us and maybe younger, kids are sort of doing entrepreneurial things. They're daring to do that. They're taking those chances. Mm-hmm. Freelance. Yes. They're, tra- yeah. they may, they're, trying, they're trying that. And I yeah. would say that that was my experience with the Korean bank. Man, this conversation is kind of making me want to go back. I mean, I can't put all my uh, yeah. money there, but I would say I would, I would yeah. start something. 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 Yeah, maybe. If, if you ever feel upset with your bank, you know, as I have, 
just know that there are options. I'm not saying like you have to divest everything now and blah, blah, you know, like you can if you want, but most of us don't understand that there are options. Yeah. Like we don't ever really sit there and be like, where is my money going? What is it doing? It's kind of how we think about voting too. It's like, oh, kitano. Yeah. You know, like what it, what are we voting for? What are these propositions? You know, like we should be reading and researching. It's our civic duty. It's also our, you know, civic duty to be putting our money into good use. And, yeah. and you know, more and more, I don't trust these fucks with my money. And there, I would love for, you know, we do a whole podcast about like Korean identity and, and, and uplifting Korean Americanism. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it is time that I take my money out and put it into Hanmi Bank. Maybe it's you know, our time that Hummy Bank reaches out to us and is, and maybe sponsors us. Uh, uh, as sponsors us. Spo- <laughs> yeah. as, as a Korean American business, as fellow. Yeah. And we'll take that sponsorship yeah. money and put it right into Capital One. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I will say another joy of banking Korean is yeah. to see Korean faces when you go. Yes, exactly. Like, Pyeonghae. Like there is, yeah, there's like an ease and there's just like a, there's an inza. Yeah. And there's like also, it's just a point in your day in America mm-hmm. where if, especially if you don't see your parents every day, this is like another, it's like a routine thing that feels very yeah. Korean and it's like connects you. And I just remember like going yeah. as a kid, if you, anybody has children, it's like a thing. It's a point in the day where your child will just see only Asian people. Right. Doing a regular exactly. thing. It's not, it doesn't have right. anything to do with your family. It doesn't have anything to do with food. It's just a regular ass thing. People at, at yeah. desks doing computer shit. A professional setting. Yes. And everyone yeah. is Korean. That's highly important. Yes. Most of my days I spend with non-Koreans. Yes. This time where we do this show, yeah. sometimes it's the only thing. You're the only Korean I see sometimes. No. And it's, Yes. Who else do I, there's, there's no one else really in my circle that I see, you know, my, I have one half Korean, half Filipino friend I see, but I also don't see him often. So it's like, I have Korean industry friends, but in LA, it's not, we don't hang out all the time. I guess I see my friend, Steve. Yeah. Like as you, you know go what, through no, it, you're like no, really. Yeah, I'm like, hold on. Well, also, there's Jason Lee. And- <laughs> I mean, as also you're in LA. What the fuck are you talking about? Like that is the epicenter of all Korean. But I'm not in K Town every fucking day. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I, I just wish I had more of that community mm-hmm. feeling I used to have, like living in Flushing. Yeah. You know, like going to the the market yeah. you know the matu and then you know and then and then oh i you know i just went to the matu for like milk right mm-hmm. but all of a sudden you walk by and the kimbap jangsa they have like kimbap for sale i'm like oh let's pick Fresh up the kimbap, kimbap is oh, oh my god. god when the kim the pop is so still hot, hot. Ah! oh my god uh, yeah, i mean i i took kimbap it was kind of crazy to be in south haven because it was right after chuseok so like i had a bunch of like leftover Mm. Korean food that I was like making and there was like a kimbap that was left over and like shiosa like you know like kimbap uh, goes bad pretty fast fast and yeah, the yeah. thing is like watching my husband and my son like eat it happily I was like these fools like they don't even know that it's <laughs> it's poison it's poison <laughs> 
like for me a kebab is the, like the best eaten with within an hour of being made yes because it immediately starts going bad mm-hmm. yeah not these fools they didn't know they're just like oh, no I should not. like <laughs> oh, these fools that <laughs> it's like oh uh, also happy choose hug everyone yeah. you know we missed it last week but um it, we recorded right before choose hug i hope you had a great choose hug a harvest a you know a time for family and food yeah. and thankfulness and gratefulness i know it's fucking horrible uh, the world is but hey there's great you can find fucking gratefulness in your everyday moments i mean she's like really ushered in um trump having covid yes we are thankful for that. Yeah. He, it happened on Chuzo. I know. That's, I couldn't yes. believe it. I was just like. <gasps> oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Sorry. But I have to tell you this. Remember that podcast I was telling you about? Ghost of a podcast. Uh-huh. That astrology one. Yeah. So she did a reading on um, Trump's birth chart. Okay. And his, um, his like planetary transitions. And turns out that his. Uh, something, I don't know, something node in the something house, right? Mm -hmm. Which meant that his karma and his health were coming together on the full moon. Shut up. On October 1st. Shut up. So... Yeah, and it that's that's when he announced he had that night he tweeted, Flotus and I have COVID. So that happened that night, but get this, this is even crazier. So apparently that transit is like a circular transit that happens that day and then it completes itself on, get this, no other date than November 3rd. I just... Election day. (laughs) (laughs) What if he dies on November 3rd? On election day? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to win. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, 기도. Oh my God. 손을 모아가지고 oh my 기도합시다, God. 여러분. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like that's wild. That's wild, the constitutional. Right? I mean, notwithstanding everything, the constitutional law of all of it, the constitutional uh-huh. law of it is also very yes. interesting. Scotus. The succession of it. It is. Wild, like really. <laughs> I was like, I'm, it's like the universe understood we had reached the end of Netflix and was like, watch this, bitch. <laughs> Are you still watching? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's really. I mean, I. It's gorgeous. Uh, it's beautiful. And just like having hearing the announcements when there was like a rapid succession of like Chris Christie, like boom, all of them came boom, out at boom, the same time. Boom, like, boom. yeah, positive, yes. positive. I was just like. Bitch, oh, this is that, the rose garden. The rose garden ceremony. I mean, this is this is just desserts, and it's delicious. Like it's delicious. I want seconds, thirds, fourths, and fifths. <laughs> I, I want to wrap it up in cellophane and take it home. And share do you mind it with if I could take? Do you think I could have a portion to take home? Could yeah, you yeah. Go ahead. We got plenty of desserts. Go feed your family. Sompan <laughs> galore. <laughs> I mean, it is really wild, but yeah, I, this this was a very interesting because you know I it wasn't until I was thirty something that I finally took my money out of BBCN, and it was because they were closing because <laughs> oh, okay. a lot of their branches were closing down as well. But now there is yeah. a BBCN. I mean, my parents still call it Foster Bank, only in H Mart. That's the only location. <laughs> 
That's what I mean. It's kind I of I have hard. one of those. Eric and I have an account at TCF Bank, <laughs> which only exists in a Jewel Osco and Andersonville. <laughs> And we still use it because we're like, oh, I don't know, we have it. So I mean, that's true. Really, pair of bills with it and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's I, like I like. There was something about it, it, it. Did there were parts of it that were very good because it made uh, my money less accessible to me when I was being yeah. very irresponsible with money. So like the <laughs> a fact, hurdle you put in yeah. front of yourself. So I put the money on the top shelf, knowing. <laughs> <laughs> that you will need multiple stools to get up there. <laughs> so, that, so I better really need this money if I'm going to get it, you know? Yeah. yeah but yeah. I mean, outside of that, I mean, this is like a, I, I, you know, we don't ever talk about that. It's just like conscious consumerism. But like, yeah. that is something I've been more co- cognizant of, in, especially in quarantine, obviously, for a multitude of reasons. But um, yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, we, we canceled Amazon Prime. <gasps> I ordered my first thing on eBay the other day. Wait, you canceled you the Prime? What are you yeah. watching? How do you how are you getting access to this thing? You're going straight through the streaming service itself. Huh? What? Because I use Prime for my HBO, my Showtimes. I know we did too. We we lost all of it. We had to redo everything now. Yeah, and it's because you know Eric was like we kept hearing like how rich this motherfucker Bezos was getting off of COVID. Yeah. Meanwhile, girl, I don't know how Chicago is, but. LA. The homeless issue was a huge issue already. Yes. But you, it's, you would be fucking freaked out. There are entire encampments in Hollywood where it used to be just like comedians, like going to UCB, like it is completely taken over by 10 cities. Wow. Yeah. It's, it looks like Blade Runner. And it's because they're still, yeah. is it a new, is it, there, is there an influx of new homeless or is this people that have migrated here I, because of different issues? I think both. Okay. I think that influx of new homeless and also there, I think we are, we as the, the city is being less stringent on like breaking it up and making them right. like move. Cause like for a while it's like they had, they couldn't stay in one place for like more than a week. Mm-hmm. So they had to like keep moving to different streets, right. but now it's just like growing and growing, and growing. Like they in in like large highways, under the under the highways, mm-hmm. they have complete cities built, and the cars are literally going through. And then they have um they have generators, yeah, and um uh like plugs going on the highway. So you're driving over their fucking plugs and stuff. It's really really something i mean in a way it's like oh you know like that's pretty cool but also it's like whoa what the fuck is happening like we should we shouldn't have this we should be providing them homes or some kind of service or something like what the fuck you know like yeah i mean because especially with covid yeah i mean it is head on a hand i'm sure those places are like going to be if one person gets covid everyone's gonna get covid but also they're all outside so you know um the thing about those places typically is there's no safety yeah there's like they're starting to put up like little sanitation like hand good things and stuff like that but like woof you know and it used to be like oh um uh, Skid Row. Skid Row was like the place where, like, it you know, it, you just know it as like 
homeless city, but now Skid Row is everywhere in LA. Yeah. In pockets everywhere. So, man, it is scary out here. Um, but, you know, as far as like, why did we even get to that, the homeless thing? Because you, uh, you took, you, you uh, got off of Prime. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Because we got off of Prime because of that exact issue. And we're like, I know he's not going to fucking feel <laughs> our 120 bucks. <laughs> but, you know, it was just more of a moral issue, I guess. And I'll tell you what, it has been very inconvenient. Yes. I am getting things so late. Yeah. And also, the shipping is monumental. <laughs> it is so much fucking money. I didn't realize how much money I was saving on Prime. And I mean, it's the reason why they get you because you do save a ton of money. The shipping is where they get you. Yeah. And the TV shows. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. Is this a principle that you can stand behind? Can you afford to? For now, yeah. Yeah, yeah because I have enough, like, you know, I'm watching Pen15 on Hulu and I'm watching The Vow. I'm, you know, we have like HBO Max via Hulu. You know what I mean? So like uh, there's workarounds. There's different ways to get the stuff without, I can't watch anything on Prime, but I mean, what am I really missing? I'm not watching anything really on Prime. <laughs> really? <laughs> what are you watching on Prime? Um, Utopia? No, I, I used to watch the what's that that um marvelous mrs mazel <laughs> i did but also what's uh-huh. the one um the man in the high castle oh okay yeah yeah um i think there's i mean there's a couple of stuff that i've watched on that like i like their documentaries right. and stuff yeah yeah it was never enough for me to like be like oh i can't lose this it's almost like i could almost lose netflix soon too like there's not much on Netflix besides this uh, record of youth. <laughs> yeah, I mean all the K dramas are on Netflix though. Yeah, all the K dramas are on Netflix, <clears throat> but you, there's like Korean websites you could watch them all on too. What Koopy? Like, you don't need Netflix. Koopy? Soopy? Soopy? Crunchyroll? Yeah, <laughs> they're all like stuff like that. But like, there's drama. Beats. We're trying our best. We're figuring it out. Drama. We're figuring out where our money should go and what what we should do. But you know, and I'm not saying that you should. Uh, I'm just saying, I I I am looking at places where I can give. Yeah. Some things I can't. You know, like there are some things I just can't live without. So like that's just not going to happen. But Amazon Prime turns out I could live without it. Oh wow! I really admire you. I mean, I just oh, yeah, I yeah, I could yeah. not. I mean, I just recently started to recycle. It's hard. I, I mean, I'm someone, I'm someone that's very much like, fuck it. Like, does, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, th- I think this is stupid. I don't like the earth. I'm not, I'm not a hippy dippy person like that. Um, never, sure. never like hugged a tree. No, actually I have. I was on mushrooms. Okay. But um, I never really cared about it. But recently I've become much more conscious consumer. I still need Prime yeah. because of um the Whole Foods connection as well. And also, I can't, I can't, I just can't. Yeah. It's, too, it's too convenient. It gives me so much convenience that it, I, I can be less yeah. good of a, of, of a parent and wife. Like, I don't, because of Prime, <laughs> I can forget Mac, Saul's Halloween costume until two days before Halloween. Right, 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 right. yeah. You can be, yeah, you could have anything, anytime. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I don't have to prepare for it. I get it. And like, if you don't it's have tough. Prime, you need to be on top of that shit. You need to be a good and present mother and fa- uh, mother, father, spouse. And I am yeah. not prepared to do You're that. You're not ready for I'm that. Not You're not to ready do for that. that. <laughs> not yet. One thing at a time. Okay, well, <laughs> let's take a break and we'll, we'll come back. 
Okay. Kick-Ass Koreans, Kia! All right, my Kick-Ass Korean today is none other than an artist, a graffiti artist slash just regular contemporary artist, Yoon Hyup. Uh, you can find him uh, at YNHP. Cool. Yoon Hyup is a New York-based artist born in Seoul. Uh, he In the early 2000s, he started to paint walls outside and do live paintings with DJs. He's very like urban landscape. Um, he explored spontaneous painting styles using lines and dots. And if you look at his website, it it's almost looks like light bright. Cool. Uh, the way he he's he he like creates these like cityscapes. It's very very cool. Very like now it lo- it feels like it should be in like Berlin somewhere. Um, it's comprising uh, it's comprising uh, abstract patterns and urban landscapes from gallery exhibitions, public art projects to collaborations with brands Yunhyub interacts with a broader audience every day he can, you can be seen his exhibitions can be seen globally like New York Milano San Francisco Tokyo Seoul Shanghai Hong Kong and so on and so on um, he's really cool he does this like cool mural art that all has to do with like inter interconnecting lines and stuff like a very like visual abstract artist and um, yeah I thought his shit was very cool so check him out at YNHP Kick ass. <laughs> Peter, the way you said that was so weird. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's like, um, you're like in like sort of CF for like cider. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> she won it. <laughs> like, I have expected like you to like, and then the cider's in your hand. You're like, ah. <laughs> okay, okay. So my guess Korean has no social. She's cool. She's, I don't know. She's uh, an artist as well. Uh, her name is Gahi Park. G-A-H-E-E Park. P-A-R-K. Okay. No Twitter, nothing. Uh, there's, okay. a, there's like a K-pop singer that has her name. Um, it's not her. But she has these like really erotic... Um, pleasure, desire-driven paintings that are, like, I, I don't know, do you, I love, like, Rousseau and, like, Gauguin, like, that era of painting and that vibe, like, you know, like, these, like, fleshy, round bodies kind of, like, always in repose, that, like, that shit really mm-hmm. I, I, gets me. And um, she was she was raised in um, a pretty strict religious Korean family, and she was talking about how she used to draw a lot of sexual stuff and taboo things because she never saw her parents touch. And we've talked about this, like uh. this lack, lack of like sexuality in our culture. Like even in the, in the sexiest, steamiest K-dramas, no one is touching. Yeah. Like the skinship- the intimacy is lacking. Lacking. And physical intimacy, like the skinship is not there. For me, mm-hmm. as a little horn ball, like it's, 
you want flesh. There's just like something about sumptuousness of flesh. And a lot of her paintings have to do with that. And she very specifically in this latest um, collection that she just really, I don't know what they're called, album collection? I don't know. But like whatever some (laughs) shit that she just dropped. (laughs) You know, uh, I'm good. Yeah, collection. Collection, okay. That's like fashion. I don't know. Okay, so she talks a lot about humor and um, movies that are driving a lot of her artwork. And Mm. she talked about Chaplin in this article that I was uh, on ID. It's there. I'll drop it into the thing. Um, But like the stuff is so interesting because it's cinematically driven. If you look at her work, it's, I will say that it's sensual, but also it's like um, a lot of like, what is it? The the like uh, French New Wave people where like every single, I mean, Mad Men is like that too, where like every single frame of film is like a still mm. photograph. Yeah. And like that's sort of how she set up. All of her things are very graphic and fl- fleshy and round, I think is the word I would use, um, soft. But there's something, a quality to that where she's capturing this moment and, and is always with, almost always with bodies and stuff. And she, cool. it's very cool. Um, I will say that like a lot of stuff inside of Korean American art is a lot more um, austere or um, things that herald back to folklore or um, like folkloric art. Yeah. Um, and this was really exciting to see as just as like a, a thing instead of a more Western tradition coming out of a yeah. completely tits out, nipples yes. out. Yes. It, yeah. Curved up into each other. When does where does his body start and her body begin? And yeah, yeah, it's very cool. It is very cool. I mean, you know, I love to see it. Um, and she love was to see <laughs> she was she's um, a little younger than us. Uh, she's born in 85. In Seoul, but she like educated everything clearly in America. She went to Hunter. Um, <gasps> she went to Hunter. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah, that's what this. That's that's the vibe. Um, and you know I love this. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Hyper intellectual. Yes. Hor- horny Korean girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know you just love to see yourself seen and reflected in the culture. <laughs> Representation does matter. Yes. Um. And so if you're interested in this kind of art, um, check her out. It's like she doesn't have any – I mean, she's got, she has shown a lot given that she has no social media. It's really wild. But it's, you know yeah. – I mean, you can see why this would be very popular in homes too. Like people, She has a whole this. thing on juxtapose, J-U-X-T-A-P-O-Z.com. Yes. Uh, it's like an art and photography website, and they have a whole spread on her. So check that out. Uh, Kahi Park is her name. Mm-hmm. And uh, my kick-ass Korean was, of course, Yunhyup, <laughs> Y-O-O-N-H-Y-U-P. Check them out on the social medias. Follow them, support them, give them your monies. And also, speaking of money, thank you so much for all the Patreons. Yes! I hope you you got your merch. I did a whole send-out this week to all the people who updated their stuff. Thank you, everyone, for updating your information and your shipping addresses. We love you guys. Um, fight the good fight. Stay in it. Whitey, we got this. Yeah. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.